0: Good morning, everyone. This beautiful fall day, wonderful day to celebrate All Saints. Um, we have some music in the Green Hymnal today. I'd like to, Marilyn. Could we go over that a little bit, just at the beginning of the service? We do. All, we know it all. Okay. Good. When we get this morning to the um, to the prayer after the Thanksgiving for Communion. There is a litany in the green hymnal called the Cloud of Witnesses. In that litany, there's a space where there's pause and silence, and that's where I'd like you to simply say the names out loud of those saints who have gone on to be with the Lord as a way of remembering them, okay? Say them nice and loud so everyone can hear. Uh, And it doesn't matter if you speak over each other, okay? Just speak their names into the holy space. one of the things that we have to understand about the communion of saints is that even though you can't see them, every one of these pews is filled on Sunday morning. That's a reality that sooner or later we have to figure out how to live with. I remember the story that Steve told me about one of the, pre- one of the elders or deacons that used to fall asleep on the front pew. He would literally lay down. There are some Sundays when I can picture that in my mind. In the middle of a sermon that I know is boring, I look down there and he's snoring. And I just tell myself, what can I say? Every day that we worship in this space, all of those saints join us because the worship space that we fill is worship space that God fills. And wherever God is, so are his saints. So today, there's nothing morbid about what we're doing There's nothing, um, we're not celebrating the Day of the Dead as in the Latin culture, but what we are doing is celebrating the life that is absolutely everlasting, that does not stop with time and space at our death. And that is something we celebrate. That is something that is part of our confession every time we say, I believe in the community. So when we get to that part of the prayer, Please speak out freely, say as many names as you want, and get them out there into the air, because everyone you remember will be listening. Okay? Everyone that you remember will be listening. And then, of course, we'll close with the Lord's Prayer. Next Sunday is Congregational Meeting with Brunch immediately after the service. Okay, so instead of coffee hour, we'll go right up to the gymnasium and have brunch together. Okay? Um, Next Sunday, Sunday school starts. 9 o'clock to 9.45, Reverend Beardsley will be having Sunday school. And uh, after the service, at 11.15 to 12, in the choir room, which was the adult forum room, uh, I'm going to start a sermon discussion class. And you're all welcome to join me there. Bring in your your coffee and your refreshments and join me in that space for a 45- to 50-minute sermon forum. Then I want to remind you, and this is a correction, this is my mistake, um, that Thanksgiving worship service is for Tuesday night, not Wednesday night. Okay. Typically, historically, we've always done it on Wednesday. For some year, they changed it to Tuesday night on me. Okay. So I just got that clarification this past week. The Thanksgiving Communion, sur- the community service is on Tuesday night at 7:30, not Wednesday. Okay? Want to remind you of the cystic fibrosis event on the 19th. We want to support Lauren uh, in, her, in her special project. And also remember that November begins our stewardship month with lots of special events as well. Okay? So, as we come to worship, let us join together in prayer. We do not presume to come to your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own goodness, but in your all-embracing love and mercy. We are not worthy even to gather up the crumbs under your table, but it is your nature always to have mercy. So feed us with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, your Son, that we may forever live in him and he in us. The peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Let's stand and share a sign of peace with each other. We're called together to worship with the Word of God. Our help is in the name of the Lord, Creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Men, please, all blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen and amen. Come, let us worship. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we propose to celebrate together, with the help of God, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper this Lord's Day. We come to the table to commune with our Lord. We come in awe and reverence, for the place where we stand is holy ground. Here, the Lord offers us the manna of life. If we are to experience this celebration with our Lord and be nourished by the Spirit, let us examine ourselves first, Then eat the bread and drink from the cup. Benefit is great. If with penitent hearts and living faith we receive the Lord's Supper. Let us acknowledge our sin before our merciful God with full intention of amending our lives. Let us make restitution for all injuries and wrongs done to others. Let us forgive those who have offended us as we ourselves have been forgiven. All children of the covenant be reconciled with one another and then come joyfully to the banquet, that you may experience assurance of God's pardon and strengthening of your faith. Let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind, We have not loved our neighbors. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us amend what we are. And direct what we shall be, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of the holy name. Through Christ our Lord. good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us, Christ rose for us, and Christ reigns in power for us. Christ even prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. Know that you stand forgiven and be at peace. Thanks be to God. If what we sing is true, then the following words from Exodus chapter 20 are our call to faithful living. Together, then God spoke all these words, and I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not testify falsely against your neighbor. You shall not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. Word of the Lord. As we come to the reading of God's word, let us pray. Lift up your hearts. Let us listen to the Lord our God. Guide us, O Lord, by your word and Holy Spirit that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: The word of the Lord from Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. A great multitude gathers around the throne of God. After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our god forever and ever amen Then one of the elders addressed me saying who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him sir, you are the one that knows Then he said to me These are they who have come out of the great ordeal They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb." For this reason, they are before the throne of God, and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more. They will thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord
0: second lesson comes to us from the first epistle of John, chapter 3. In this passage, we are called the children of God. Hear now the word of God. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, We are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Children of God, there is a piece of history attached to this particular passage of the New Testament in First John. When the parchments were discovered in 1948 in Israel, one of the parchments had a passage this passage, as a matter of fact, from John's epistle, and the parchment was dated before anything we had at that point extant. And so that when the revised version of the Bible was published in the 1950s, it was the first time we found these words in the New Testament. And that is what we are. In the very opening of this passage it has you'll see it and read it in any King James Bible it was part of the textus receptus See what love the father has given us that we should be called children of God but the last phrase was missing That phrase became a clarion call to scholars of the New Testament to be more careful about the research behind the text of the new testament because these words become words of tremendous encouragement to us and that is what we are today we remember those who have gone on before and many of the pictures down here on this communion table are of parents some of you are parents of children what does it mean to be a child of someone? Well, if you'll take notice, John looks like his dad. Annie looks like her dad. Jackie looks like her mother. Some of the other ones I saw, Helmet, looks like his dad. We look alike. We look like our mom or our dad. Now, there's lots of good reasons for that. Your moms and dads are usually more handsome than we are. So that helps. A little bit, anyway. But it also means that we have something inherently in common. We have genetics. We have genetics. Well, you know, there is a sense in which we have genetics as the children of God as well. When Jesus Christ was incarnate, as a baby, conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, became like one of us. There was a genetic connection to us as human beings. There was a sense in which with Jesus, born as an infant, every one of us physically became children of God in the very same way. Our flesh and blood, how we feel, how we see how we relate to each other. All the things that makes us human is what makes us children of God. The second thing, that being a child of someone, of course, is that we tend to be like them. Curly and I had a conversation just this morning about how he understands his values and his ethics by the way his father lived and taught him. As a boy, I suspect that that's true for most of us here. How we think and how we believe and what we value and how we relate to each other and to our things relates to who our parents were and what they taught us. We are children of God when we behave like God does. When we see as God does. It isn't for us to realize that the world, according to this text, will not understand this like we do. They will not get it. They did not understand Jesus, and they will not understand us. And why is that? Why is it that somehow or other we will never be understood as children of God by the world? Well, the answer is very simple because we are broken human beings. And the truth of the matter is, we Christians have really messed up a lot of times. It gets emphasized every time some evangelical televangelist does something wacko. It happens when anyone gets into a conversation with the other faith traditions in our community and find out about the Crusades or the Inquisition. It becomes part of the dialogue, the trialogue, the multilogue of all of our faiths when all of our sudden being Christian wasn't very nice in history. And we have to live with that. It's part of our family history. We've got to deal with it. But the truth of the matter is this. Whether the world understands or not, we know, we know inside of us, among us, in our midst, that we are children of God. How do we know that? What in fact makes us that? The New Testament teaches us that we are children of God because we are in Jesus Christ. We belong to him by faith. And that faith involves a very deep personal commitment on our part. One of the things that I find very interesting in the life of young people in the church is that typically... Young people go through Sunday school, then they turn teenage, and they go to catechism and confirmation class, and then they get confirmed, and then they go off to college, and we don't see them until they're 30, and they start their own families. That's a typical pattern in every church, whether you're evangelical, Reformed, Lutheran, I don't care. It's a typical, normal pattern. Somewhere along the line, every one of us has to ask ourselves, what is the important and most significant moment? What is the most important and significant thing in my life? And if you have been raised in the faith, if you have been trained, if you have been brought up in the faith, the promise of Scripture is that the Spirit of God will help you to understand that Jesus Christ is the most important thing to us. There is nothing more significant in our lives than our relationship with Christ. In Christ, we have everything that we have and are everything that we are. A Christian, as a matter of fact, by Greek linguistic standard, is simply a little Christ. It is only in that relationship that we share the greatness, the glory, the grace, the goodness, and the gumption of being children of the living God. The men and women who we remember today are encouragement for us. Many of them risk a great deal to be men and women of faith, men and women of God. Some of them struggled. Some of them lived under very difficult circumstances and in difficult times. But every one of them now shares a place in the presence of God that is waiting for us as well. And that is our hope. One of the things that... uh, One of the things that you deal with when you get to be over 50 is that when you go to the cemetery to put flowers on the grave, you begin to realize that the empty space on the tombstone is there for a reason. And whether you are 20, or 30, or 70, or 80, or 90, the truth of the matter is that all of us eventually will die. It's the truth of the the cycle of life. But what this text, I think, helps us to remember is that while you are alive, relish being a child of God. Relish it. Enjoy it. Take every risk you possibly can. Take every opportunity you possibly can Give everything you possibly can to this life because it is simply a foretaste of what you've got waiting for you. I wish that anyone and everyone who invisibly inhabits these pews could nudge you and say, listen to the old man. He knows what he's talking about. Because they would. If they could. You and I need to know. That the encouragement that we receive. From those who were among us. And are no longer. Is the encouragement. To be who we are. And enjoy who we are. And live who we are. And to let everyone know who we are. So that the God who has made us. God's children. Gets the glory. Because, you see, that's what eternity is all about. Giving God all the glory for the great things that God has done. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts today encourage us to follow your way, O Lord, into fruitful kingdom living, to the glory of your grace, In Jesus Christ. Amen. As we come to that time in our service where we share our gifts of tithes and offerings, I want to simply recognize gifts that have already been made to us. The lovely flowers, that grace, the baby grand piano, are in memory of Roy Winchester. And they are presented to God's glory in memory of Roy by Carl and Kathy, Richard and Elaine Woodward. Betsy is with us today because tomorrow at 11 will be putting Roy's ashes to rest in a cemetery by Lover's funeral home, and she uh, wanted to celebrate his life with us and among us, and brothers agreed that was something to be grateful The roses behind me are a gift of the Latino congregation that meets here. They are to the glory of God, simply for our enjoyment. Bright red roses. Now may God be with us as we bring our tithes and offerings and gifts. Glory to God in the service of God's Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Supper which we are about to celebrate is a feast of remembrance, of communion, and of hope. We come in remembrance that our Lord Jesus Christ was sent of the Father into the world to assume our flesh and blood and to fulfill for us all obedience to the divine law, even to the bitter and shameful death of the cross. By his death, resurrection, and ascension, he established a new and eternal covenant of grace and reconciliation that we might be accepted of God and never be forsaken by him of communion, this same Christ who is promised to be with us all, even to the end. In the breaking of the bread, he makes himself known to us as the true heavenly bread that strengthens us unto life eternal. In the cup of blessing, he comes to us as the vine in whom we must abide if we are to bear fruit. Come in hope, believing that this bread and this cup are a pledge and foretaste of the feast of love of which we shall partake when his kingdom has fully come, when with unveiled face we shall behold, made like unto him in his glory. Since by his death, resurrection, and ascension, Christ has obtained for us the life-giving Spirit who unites us all in one body, so are we to receive this supper in true love, mindful of the communion of saints. The end of time In bread and cup Yourself you give Everyone who has expressed faith in Jesus Christ, is a member of his body, and is in good standing with God and with God's people is invited to share in this meal with us. Everything is now ready. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Holy and right it is in our joyful duty to give thanks to you at all times and in all places, O Lord, our Creator, almighty and everlasting God. You created heaven with all its hosts and the earth with all its plenty. You have given us life and being and preserved us by your providence. But you have shown us the fullness of your love in sending into the world your Son, Jesus Christ, the eternal Word, made flesh for us and for our salvation with your whole church on earth and with all the company of heaven, we worship and adore your glorious name. Holy, 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 Lord. Holy, 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 Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna Most Righteous God, we remember in this supper the perfect sacrifice offered once on the cross by our Lord Jesus Christ for the sin of the whole world. In the joy of his resurrection and in expectation of his coming again, we offer ourselves to you as holy and living sacrifices. Together we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that the bread which we break and the cup which we bless may be to us the communion of the body and blood of Christ, and grant that being joined together in him we may attain to the unity of the faith and grow up in all things into Christ our Lord. And as this grain has been gathered from many fields into one loaf and these grapes from many hills into one cup, Grant, O Lord, that your whole church may soon be gathered from the ends of the earth into your kingdom. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. As we come to the participation in the communion meal, I remind you that the plate of cups is filled. The outer circle is grape juice. The inner circles are wine. Outer circle, grape juice. Inner circle, wine. On the night he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. When he given thanks, he broke it, saying to them, This is my body, which is given for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In like manner, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. As so often as you drink it, do so in remembrance. Of the bread which we eat is the communion of the body of Christ. Take it and eat it unto the salvation of your soul. The cup of blessing which we share is the communion of the blood of Christ. Take and drink it unto the salvation of your soul. Please join me in your bulletin for the thanksgiving. Brothers and sisters, since the Lord has now fed us at his table, let us praise God's holy name with heartfelt thanksgiving. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Beck- who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and anger, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far. as a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, and will also give us all things in him. Therefore, my mouth and heart, for praise of the Lord from this time forth. Please join me in the green hymn on page 194, and let us pray. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude, that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands, they cried out in a loud voice, saying, "Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne. And to the left, let us give thanks for these brothers and sisters in Christ, to whom God has granted rest from their labors. Almighty God, we give you thanks for these your servants whom we remember today. Grant us grace to follow them as they followed Christ. Bring us with them to those things no eye has seen, nor ear heard, which you have prepared for those who love you. Give us faith to look beyond touch and sight, seeing that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Enable us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher. Bring us at last to your eternal peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray because we have been told and bold in prayer In the words that Jesus gave us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, will be done on earth. Give us this day. Give us. Give us. I invite everyone to join us immediately after the service for coffee and refreshments in the Bell Hour Parlor. Uh, and encourage you to stay and enjoy our fellowship.